You are now listening to TDN on SilverBlackPride.com. All right, guys, we are back. It is Take Don't Lie, your favorite Raiders podcast, favorite Raiders show, favorite Raiders film channel. Wherever you guys see us, make sure you guys follow us, download, 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 subscribe, subscribe. So I added that to it. Make sure you guys download too. We need them downloads as well. So make sure you download, share this episode, share this podcast, right? And also, like I said, share the YouTube as well. Keep checking us out on the channel. We got a just a, a breakdown of BD doing uh, everything from the last preseason game, everything defense. All right, so go ahead and check that out. It's a whole, it's about an hour long. So you, you went through the, every, almost every single play. So it's a great breakdown by BD. So make sure you go check that out and make sure you hit the subscribe button. Like I said, go ahead, BD. When I logged when I logged back into work, they were like, "Where where have you been?" So, I, it went a lot longer than I anticipated, honestly. And, and it felt like it felt like it took fifteen minutes, honestly, because I just love watching football. But uh, so yeah, yeah, check that out. We got um, a little breakdown um, there for the defense. Mm-hmm. You know, make sure you also keep on supporting Tape Don't Lie Gear Shop. We're having multiple people still. I keep on getting notifications that people are still buying the gear. So we appreciate everyone who has bought um, some shirts. I think it's over 40 uh, purchases so far. And then the other way that you could also support this channel as, as well is using the TDL promo code at Manscaped. You see, I got the little shirt on right now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manscaped shirt. So I'm, I'm repping Manscaped right now. Use the TDL promo code at Manscaped. We need eight total this month. And then, you know, maybe we get a deal with Manscaped and we can, you know, keep on, keep this podcast rolling. So try to support the channel any way you can if you, if you appreciate this content. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. So right now what we got going on is a 53 man roster reaction, right? That's what we're doing today. Yes. You know, um, third preseason game, it was all threes. Like, we're not going to like dive super deep into this. I'm not going to create a whole bunch of cut ups for this tape or, you know, like of the third stringers. Uh, so it's a welcome change up that we could talk about the 53 man roster. Uh, even though it's not as big a deal as people make it. And we'll talk about why a little later on, you know, but it's a welcome change up uh, for us. And it only happens once a year, 53 man rosters, you know, get, you know, um, announced. So it's almost like a holiday. So we're going to talk about it. Um, so Marcus, you want to kick us off here? Yeah, so let's go ahead and start off at quarterback, right? We got Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota, and the survivor, Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman makes the team, so they're keeping three quarterbacks again. This is what the, about the I mean, every year they basically kept three quarterbacks. I can't remember maybe from 2018, but I know 2019, 2020, and now 2021, they have kept three quarterbacks. I mean, we didn't see Carr or Mariota during preseason, right? All, all we saw was Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman was out there playing. Started started off really hot when he played with some better wide receivers, but as the preseason kept going along, so did his play start to drop. His play dropped every single game. He kind of got worse and worse. <laughs> I mean, this last game was harder to watch. Um, it, it wasn't very you know exciting to watch either to watch him play and watch him play quarterback. He's missing a lot of throws. So, I mean, just I'm I'm happy Mariota's still here. You know, um, I do think it's a little interesting. I mean, maybe Mariota might move somewhere. We, I mean, I think he still is an option to be like a shock trade or something like that. Maybe to get sh- just 
just for, you know, anything can happen in these next two weeks. I mean, there's two weeks of no NFL here. I feel like it's, it's about to be a crazy season, right? Um, and, and I know I'm not predicting that, guys. Don't put that out there or something, but I'm just saying. It, it, it's something that he's there. I mean, he's not a, a bad quarterback. And you know how Gruden feels about Nathan Peterman. He let him play the whole preseason. So uh, the quarterback situation. Didn't I mean, even give Case Cookus a chance. Case Cookus a chance. Man, having a guy named Cookus, okay, on the roster, that'd have been cool. Um, here, here's what I'm interested to see. Yeah. You got COVID. The pandemic, you know, I don't know. I haven't, like, kept myself like, real up-to-date with all, like, the rules about, like, quarantining, if you get it, and stuff like that. I'd be interested to see if they just lock the computerman away in a room or a hotel for the entire season as, like, you know, an emergency player if, you know, the quarterback room gets COVID, like, like what happened with Denver last year where they had to put a backup, you know, practice team wide receiver in at a quarterback because everyone in their quarterback room got COVID. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that, if the rules would necessitate something like that from happening. If players are vaccinated now, I don't know, but um, I'd, I'd be interested to see if that's maybe like one of the options there for Nate Peterman. Yeah, man, I, I I'll be terrified Nate Peterman played. So uh, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't it know doesn't matter doing. either way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like let's just say, I mean, even if, um, he ended up be, being the backup or like Carr got hurt and then maybe Mariota got hurt or something crazy like that happened. He had to play. I mean, you definitely need somebody. Like They need to, I don't know what they need to do. Got to do something. Quickly, like call Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> Give you, Dolphins, you want to take a fifth? Give me Jacoby, Give me Jacoby over here or something. I, don't, I feel more comfortable with somebody like him that um, could play back and quarterback. But, you know, Nathan Peterman, you got Marcus Mariota there. I still think Mariota is a good backup quarterback. If Carr went down um, for a couple of games, I thought I really feel like that he could he could come in and suffice uh, long enough, right? Yeah. And, you know, Mariota is number two. Pe- Peterman played all preseason for a reason, so yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think Marcus Mariota definitely could come in and win a couple of games and then cause a playoff. Yeah. Coach, you know, QB controversy with everybody because you know they won a couple of games, but I mean that's what he is. I mean, but if, if he played the whole season, it might be a little different in my opinion, but. Uh, a couple of games, I think Mariota can come out there. He can do the job and get it done for sure. Um, and then, you know, Derek Carr. I mean, Derek Derek Carr is a starter. You know, I ranked him 12th in the NFL. Um, I, I think he's just a good quarterback at this point. You know, it, it could, could he become very good this year and take that next step into like the top 10 and be like a official top 10? Because, I mean, he does have top 10 stats. And last year, I would say he had a little bit of, he did have a little bit of top 10 play. I wouldn't say there's like, if you actually put it out there, was it 10 quarterbacks that played better than him last year? I wouldn't say so, but I would say that he's, I would still rank him 12 just because, you know, his history is always taken account. If he can become more consistent, especially week to week too, and not have some of those dud weeks, if you have, he can definitely solidify himself as a top 10 quarterback this year. And I, I think he, he's a, he's a veteran and he, he understands that offense He's anticipating better. You just got to keep taking those steps, bro, um, in this offense. And I think that he could he could play well. I'm with you on all that. Yeah, uh, I defer to you for any of the quarterback stuff, anyways. Um, yeah. Let's let's jump to wide receivers. Can you read off the wide receivers who made the final 52? Uh, wide receivers, we got Brian Edwards, Zay Jones, Hunter Renfro. Henry Ruggs, 
Willie Sneed. So we're gonna have five wide receivers this year instead of six, which is that's interesting. A, that's interesting. <laughs> that event. is very interesting. There. Yeah. All right. Um, what what do, you, what do you think about that being with the, them keeping five wide receivers? Do you think that has something to do with defense? I don't know. Honestly, I think that the most logical solution here would be that, you know, the, um, when, when, when it goes into effect, okay. Like when the final 53 goes into effect, they're going to put some people on IR. They're going to move some people around. Yeah. So maybe bringing up one of these practice teamers or, you know, finding a, a guy who got cut from another team and adding, adding them later because, Teams don't go – no team goes into the season with only five wide receivers uh, on, on the roster. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's a pretty slim number. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, I'd be willing to bet a move is going to happen at some point. Um, but, but obviously the, the elephant in the room is John Brown getting cut. Yeah. And when I looked at it – so I looked at John Brown and Willie Sneed, okay? I don't know if I said it on the channel – I don't know if I tweeted it. I've definitely talked about it a couple times. I knew one of those guys was going to get cut because Edwards, Ruggs, Renfro, you got young wide receivers who they've invested in. They want these guys to get playing time. You know, you don't have room for veterans to be like all the way down the depth chart when your fifth wide receiver has to play special teams. You know, you like you have to have some kind of role. And John Brown is like a 30 year old. He's not playing special teams. You know, so um, and I don't know which one of these guys will be. I don't know if that's maybe the job going to be the job of the sixth wide receiver who gets picked up to be a special teams player. Um, but, yeah, like when I saw the two veterans in a young receiver group that they want to feature, they want to feature Edwards, they want to feature Ruggs. I knew one of those guys was going to get cut. I think people were leaning towards Snead, but I think the kind of like the emergence of Zay Jones in camp, they go, OK, Zay Jones that's an option for us. We don't need John Brown anymore. What do you think? Yeah. I, I think the reason that they're going with five is I think he's kind of telling us something with where the targets are going. Right. I think we're going to see a lot of 12 personnel this year. We're going to see a lot more 12, right. Because uh, Foster Moreau, he's the emerging player. So he, he's the emerging guy that's going to come and take some of those targets away from, you know, where Nelson Aguilar is missing from. So those targets from Nelson Aguilar are missing. Right. So since he's out of the picture, who's going to take up those targets? Is he? Gonna, he so it seems like right now with them keeping uh, only five wide receivers, that it's only going to be probably Foster Moreau, Henry Ruggs, you know, maybe mixing some Edwards in there. So I think Foster Moreau is going to see a lot of playing time. Really. They're going to kind of be like how the Eagles were the last couple of years. And even when they went to the Super Bowl and they're playing a lot of, you know, uh, Dallas Goddard and they're playing Zach Ertz, right? And they're doing a lot of that 12 personnel stuff. Um, especially if you because if you have those tight ends and they're athletic and you can get some of those matchups playing 12 personnel because you know teams when you go into 12 personnel teams are going to think you're running the football so you're going to come in the box you're going to get uh, some a lot of man-to-man you get a lot of a lot of that cover one stuff and Waller's going to be able to get open and then you know Foster Moreau can work too and then you have Edwards and Ruggs outside I mean you have a lot of options that you can work with at a 12 personnel and so you don't need that many wide receivers if if you you know there's so yes to fill in. okay go ahead I, I like where you're going with that that was my initial thought and we're, so we're okay. going to find out Guys are going on IR. We know yeah. Morrow's going on on partial season IR at least or something, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, same with Jevin White. He might go – he's going to go on a partial season. Like these – some people are going to get, you know, tagged. 
and that's going to free up some roster spots. So looking at the tight ends right now, Nick Bowers, Foster Moreau, Darren Waller, okay? If they bring back Derek Carrier, who was kind of a surprise cut because he's been like the third tight end for a while and he's a special teams, a core special teams player. If they bring back Derek Carrier after those um, initial, you know, IR designations instead of a wide receiver, then yes, 100%. That just means they're going to be leading the NFL in 12 personnel mm-hmm. because Darren Waller is effectively a wide receiver. Yeah. So that, that's, that's your sixth or your one wide receiver, mm-hmm. you know, and the rest of the guys are, are the, the, the rest of the uh, round out the, the six. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, don't get it twisted. Though. I think, I mean, Darren Waller plays tight end though. I think he, he lines up at why the most. So, I mean, he lines up in line the most at the, at the end of the day. So he is a tight end. So I think when they keep their five wide receivers and they play the 12, I think they'll, that's what they really want to do. I mean, not five wide receivers, but that's why they kept five. I think that's the, what they want to do because in my opinion, I mean, we're going to get to, to, to tackle in a second, but if they don't scramble and get some of these tackles that are, that are, that are around right now, that are extreme upgrades for what they have at swing tackle, um, that's where they need to focus on these IR. If they bring, they don't, they don't, I don't care about Derek Carrier right now. Let's go get some tackles and try to figure that out and uh, work that out, in my opinion. So, hold on. F- Foster Moreau, I'm, I'm probably dragging this on longer than it yeah. needs to be. <laughs> we're saying, fa- we're say Foster Moreau at one time, back. so it's good. Uh, yeah. Say Foster Moreau comes back. Yeah. Okay. Um, Foster, so, Foster Moreau, Foster Moreau, he's, like, in the lineup a lot. They're in 12 personnel a lot. Who's going to – between Foster Moreau and Darren Waller, who's going to be in line? Right. There's your inline. There's your inline tight end. Is Foster Moreau and Darren Waller can now play yeah. X on the backside. You know he can go over. Like, he can motion across. You can move him anywhere out of twelve personnel and have it operate as if it were eleven personnel. Yeah. And now make that defense think, okay, well, there's a tight end, Foster Moreau. He's like actually playing tight end. But then you got another guy who's like a tight end. Is he wide receiver? Like what is he? Do you put, you know, three linebackers on the field? Yeah. Against that, you know, like. That, but there's your, there's your inline tight end. Foster Moreau is going to play the inline. And I, I mean, if they ha- only have five wide receivers, that means Darren Waller is going to be like the starting X yeah. in 21 personnel. Yeah. Darren Waller's about to eat this year, basically, guys. Right. Uh, but I mean, they, they also, I mean, they'll do it when they're on both sides. So I, he's going to mix it up with the 12 personnel. It's not always we'll Darren Waller. Yeah. He's going to, I mean, they're going to be next to each other doing some routes, right. doing four, four verts next to each other. It's going to be a lot of four verts in the red zone. You're gonna, we're going to see a lot of uh, touchdowns from those two, I think. That's going to be the red zone. You heard it here first, Raider Nation. In my opinion. You heard, you heard it here first. Marcus says lots of touchdowns. All right, so let's move on. <laughs> Tackles. Tackles. Are, are we skipping running back? Are we going to? Oh, ba- running backs. Okay, my bad, my bad. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, so let, let's get to running back. Uh, we got Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs, and Jalen Richard. So only three running backs. And Richard sneaks on. I don't know if he's going to hit IR because of the injury. I don't know how serious it is. So it was interesting that he made the team. So there could be that one more spot that we're talking about or these spots that are about to come up could come to uh, another running back. So, well, you did say, was it last episode or maybe the episode before? Yeah. You did say these guys aren't going to beat out Richard, even though they have some special things happening. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the, the running backs who stick around on the practice squad, you, they will get activated 
whoever it is, at some point, okay, running backs get activated, guys go down, Josh Jacobs, not that he has an injury history per se, that sounds, that sounds bad. I mean, that it, it's a fact. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's a good chance that he doesn't play the full 16-game schedule, in which case you bring a guy up from the practice squad. So whoever it is, Regis, Emmons, you know, some of these guys is going to get activated at some point. Yeah. Um, or even sooner because you're saying uh, Richard has an injury. Yeah, and you're, yeah, Richard has an injury, so there's still a chance that one of these guys could, you know, make, even come on this practice squad already and, you know, get, you know, boosted up and maybe suit up for week one or week two if they have that opportunity. It depends on what exactly John Green wants to do, what's his game plan for that week, because he might only come in there with two running backs and maybe mix Alec Ingold in there. I don't know. So, I mean, because Alec Ingold's always a factor as a running back as well uh, for what he wants to do. So if, if Trey Regis does have a chance to do that, because I think it would be him, right? I, um, I mean, I think they should keep Emmons on the practice squad just, just for the reason, like, if, just say Josh Jacobs does go down, I think you could bring Emmons up and maybe see what he can do. I, I really feel like behind a really good offensive line, I think he might be all right, right? Uh, and, and mixing him with Drake and, and things like that. So, I think they should keep Evans on the practice squad. Same with Regis. Um, just, just I think those are two solid backs that you could just develop and, and build on, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, mean it's, and drafting running backs is like the easiest thing to like build on. Right. Keep them around. You, yeah, you can, hit, you can hit on those dudes, man, if right. you can find it, right? For sure. All right. So now let's, let's go to the, to the tackle position. All right. We only, we only got, kept three. Only kept we only three. Only kept three. Tackles. This is what I'm talking about. That this needs to be the spot where they they're they're going everywhere for, all right. Because we only got Alex Leatherwood, Colton Miller, and Brandon Parker. I know Denzel Good can play tackle, but you know we don't want Denzel Good playing tackle, all right. Um, we want yeah. him playing guard. That's what we. That's his position. I'm sure, I know he could swing and do it, but when he hit the Patriots game, he didn't play very well. So we need him to be playing guard, right? All right. So uh, they they got to go get something, man. I, you know, I know they believe in Brandon Parker and maybe that's what they do. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. I know Brandon Parker played, had a good game against Denver last year. He didn't play very well against Atlanta. Right. I mean, he played okay. He played okay against the chargers, you know? So maybe that's how you feel like they feel like that he is a swing tackle. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's a Tom Cable favorite too. I mean, he does have those, like 35 inch arms and he's the perfect fit. Maybe they still feel like he's developing into what they want, want him to be. So maybe they might not even look for another tackle, which I really hope is, is not something that happens, but it could be because they, they might be really high on Brandon Parker, especially after how they feel like he came in and played last year. But I still think they got to look at somebody like Tyrell Crosby's out there. Like nobody's, yeah. nobody's really picked him up. That is a perfect person. to bring. So in. here's my thing. Yeah. These players, many of them are going to go through waivers. Not everyone's like an unrestricted free agent, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the difference between like a running back, like running backs, no offense to running backs, but like an undrafted rookie free agent, a guy who gets cut on final cut down day, these guys are like a dime a dozen, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could go to Bishop Sycamore and get a running back, okay? Like he's probably <laughs> eligible to play in the NFL, uh, that's just a joke that's on Twitter right now. So <laughs> the other thing, that, but about tackle though, like they're going to go through waivers and tackles. These are harder to find. Yeah. Okay. So they're probably going to have to be at least 
competing in or get, getting the right waiver number and order to grab a tackle. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure it's something that they're going to consider, but if they don't, it's not because they didn't try. It's just like someone with a higher waiver priority got it perhaps, yeah. you know? So I bet, yeah, like tackles are hard to come by guys who are six foot six or taller, you know, who can mirror defensive ends, you know, backwards. Like this is not a natural thing, you know? Uh, so these guys are rare guys who can actually get it done in the NFL are rare. Um, so I, yeah, I, I do think that it, anyone that is like a caliber enough to like protect, potentially be a starter, every team is going to be looking at that player on the waiver wire, you know? Yeah. I'm trying, trying to see if uh, Tyrell Crosby's released or waived, but it doesn't matter. But because that makes a big difference because if he's just released and then he's, he's open. It's for, yeah. But then, but then everyone's got to compete with the, uh, the market then. Okay, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, that's true. So, I, I don't know. I just feel like he's the type of swing tackle that you want to bring in because I feel like if some, if you know, somebody goes down, the, the world's not over. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. And, and I guess I mean Brandon Parker played all right last year. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know be so down on him. He, he played like a, a halfway decent swing tackle last year. I mean, he came in, he did his job. He had a he actually had a really good game against Denver. So maybe he might be taking a development step. Um, in his development. I don't, I don't think he had a bad, he didn't have a bad preseason. He, he had a, um, uh, had some pretty good moments this preseason. So maybe. Trust uh, maybe Tom Cable, bro. Are you a fan? Trust Tom Cable. Like, come on. Yeah. Well, what kind I, of fan I, are you? You don't trust Tom Cable? Man, I think, I think the fans feel me about Brandon Parker. Okay. I think they, I think they're, I think they feel me about that. <laughs> they're, they're, on, they're, on your <laughs> they're worried. They're, we're a little, they're a little worried too about Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? It's okay. it's obviously it's obviously he's not like irreplaceable. Okay, like yeah, you could probably get a better tackle than Brandon Parker, but he's not starting, so you know, we'll see if that's something that goes in mind. Or it could be if they do try to get a guy on waivers, the number one most important thing would be can you play right and left? There's there's no point in having like a really good left tackle or a really good right tackle starting caliber. Because if you can't play both sides, then, you know, what if you get Tyrell Crosby? He can only play one side, and then, you know, the other side goes down, and that's what you need him to play. There's no point in that. So having a guy with versatility, some of these, like, backup spots that made the final 53, final 52, because they haven't announced Denzel Perriman yet, mm -hmm. those guys um, having the versatility, I think that that's kind of a common theme that we're going to get into here. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's jump to guards. Only three guards in your guys, all three of your guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, incognito, good, and Simpson. So that's not, there's no shockers there. That's not, that's not shocking. Uh, um, anyone get cut that was like notable here? No, they, I, I think that whole backup line deserved to be cut. So Lester Cotton got cut. Yeah, all of them. I think all of them. <laughs> they all deserved it. I think yeah. having three guards, I think having three guards is all right, though. Um, three guards is fine. Three guards is fine. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then the two Cause, centers. Because Nick Martin can play guard, too. So Nick Martin can play guard. I was, yeah, I was just about to say. Nick exactly. Martin, Andre mm -hmm. James. Are you surprised that Morrissey, their their draft pick, got waived? Or, yeah, waived? I, I wasn't surprised that he got waived. Um, I think he's probably going to be put – I think he'd be a practice squad guy because uh, I, I, didn't, I don't think he played uh, bad. I, I just think – I mean, he just played average. I mean, he's pretty average. He's just out there. He didn't play bad or play good. So I think it's, I don't know how, how you want to weigh that in preseason, 
right? So if he's not like dominant, I mean, he's probably not going to make the team as a seventh round pick, right? But if he's just kind of average, maybe guy that you probably feel like you can develop into something, yeah, you keep him around, keep him on the practice squad, see what you can do. But that's probably what I would, what I, that's what I would say with him. Did they already have Nick Martin when they drafted Nick um, Morrissey, this Morrissey guy? Yeah, they did. Uh huh. Interesting. I guess they liked him a lot. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I mean, yeah, I did hear good things about him. All right, so let's jump over to the defensive side of the ball. Man, I guess you saw Alec Ingle some love. I guess fullback Alec Ingle, mid-team. Shout we out. talked about him with backs, didn't we? But, uh, yeah, I, I didn't say the fullback. You know, you, know, you got to show love to the fullback position, you know what I mean? All right, anyways. Athlete. <laughs> Recruited out to Wisconsin as an athlete, okay? He played quarterback in high school. He's not your normal. He's not your normal fullback, all right? Some people, though, I had to set some people straight. They were like, um, Alec Engel's the best fullback in the NFL. And I was like, okay, first of all, this, there's a guy named Yuschik from San Francisco, okay, mm-hmm. who's like a freak of nature, all right? Alec Engel's not on that level. Relax. Um, but he's solid, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've never been impressed. Correct me if I'm wrong. I've never been impressed with Alec Ingold's like lead blocking. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's hit or miss. Hit or it's miss. Hit or miss. I, I think he has ability as a wide receiver. It's just, I mean, last year, sometimes with his hands, he just didn't catch the football. But he, he has the ability to get open. Like he can get open deep on people. He can wiggle a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He got, yeah. And he got some wiggle to him. Uh, you know, yeah. so I think he could be as a, used as a weapon in the passing game a little bit more, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, keep on. All right. So now we're moving on to the defensive side of the ball. Um, it didn't seem like any like real surprises from the defensive ends. We nope. can do those first. No, right. They got five. Five. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You got uh, Crosby, Farrell, Koontz, yeah. Nassib, and uh, Yannick. Yeah, I, I didn't even have to look at that to know that those were going to be the guys that they kept. Yeah. Coons had easily the worst preseason out of any of those guys. Yeah. Really struggled, I would say, but that's going to happen. You know, you're a young player. They're going to run right at you on the edge, yeah. and that's not going to be his role. His role is going to be coming in third and 13, okay? <laughs> Give one of these guys a blow and just peel your ears back and get after the quarterback. That's going to be his job. So I'm, I'm fine with him being the fifth uh, guy on the roster. And I do think that being 6'2", 250 pounds, more, more of the size of a linebacker, I do think that there's some special teams um, uh, projection there. Okay. You know, like a guy who, like Cleveland Furrow, who's like pushing 270 at this point, you know, uh, Max Crosby, you know, like you want him to be your star. These guys aren't going to be playing like – uh, um, Carl Nassib is six foot seven. Okay, you're not going to see anyone six foot seven running down covering punts or kicks or yeah. something. You know, like there's not enough. Like the body type just doesn't work for open field tackling or you know, like. But Coons six two two fifty. You could see. You might see him on like you know punt uh, or something like that as one of the one of the guys in there playing um, next to the center. So I think that that's another reason too. All right. All right. Um, so I, I'm hoping for some uh, big years from Max and uh, Yannick coming off the edge. Then uh, it's gonna be interesting what we see from what Fer- what Farrell and Nassib do. I think I think they can fill in and, and do the job a little bit too. You know, be that good rotation. I believe. 
Nassib was uh Nassib was solid last year. Like I, when I was doing like the the scout like the charting, yeah. Day, it was like uh, Max Crosby made the most impact rushing the passer. Cleveland Furrow made the most impact playing the run, but NASA was just like solid on both ends. You know, like he was a better run defender than Max Crosby was last year, and he was a better pass rusher than Cleveland Furrow was last year. So he, he's just like a solid defensive end. You know, guys, especially at his height and weight, Yeah, you know, those guys don't grow on trees. So you, you could you could do worse than um, Carl Nassib uh, type in the NFL for sure. Uh, yeah. Definitely, hopefully, he's not a starter at any point. But <laughs> to come in as a rotational edge rusher, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's good. With me. I'm good with that. All right, yeah. All right, let's go to uh, defensive tackle. Here we got uh, Hankins, Jefferson, McCoy, Phylon, and Thomas. Four. Oh, yeah. It looks like we got four. Hankins. Jefferson, McCoy, Phylon, Thomas, five. Okay, five. Yeah, five, yeah, yeah, five, yeah. Um, yes. So, Phylon definitely made the team. It was <laughs> obvious in preseason. Yeah. He was a bowling ball made out of knives. Um, obviously, McCoy is going to make the team like the, you know. Thomas is uh, – Hankins, underrated Raider. Love love Hankins, Okay. He, he's a, he's a beast. Like yeah, he'll never be a guy who's like getting like four sacks in a season or something like that. Like that would probably be like the ceiling, you know, yeah. the, the best year pa- rushing the passer. Yeah. But like he will lead the team, the defensive line, at least in run stops for sure. And he's going to play less than half the snaps. Okay. Yeah. Like he's such a beast against the run. Uh, I love watching that guy play. Cause it's just like the incredible combination of just like brute strength and size mm-hmm. and like great technique. You know, yeah. like very underrated player because he doesn't get the sacks. You know, people start tend to sleep on or like, you know, casual fans tend to sleep on those kinds of players. But I love Hankins. But I also think that Solomon Thomas gives them a, a, a an option now against heavy run teams where you can put him kind of almost anywhere along the defensive line. And he's really stout against the run, too. Yeah. You know, um, I've seen him play as a nose guard in the nickel front. I've seen him play, you know, some three technique. Or if there, if there's base, you know, he could play that big end five technique that Cleveland Furrow will probably get the first crack at. But Solomon Thomas could also do that. So you can he can play almost every position on the defensive line and stop the run. So I think you got some run stoppers with McCoy and Filing. You got some pass rushers. There we go. And Jefferson probably more like a do it all kind of guy. Okay. All right, all right. So, yeah, it got got some depth there, man. It doesn't look like a bad group. I mean, you just look at the group; it doesn't look like, um, yeah. There's no that's bums. a legit defensive tackle group, right? I mean, there's there. no bums here. I mean, I guess, I, guess, I mean, the the target the no guys it would say Solomon Thomas, but I mean, Solomon Thomas plays the run well. He just, I mean, when you draft a guy, draft a guy top five, you just want him to be a, a great pass rusher too. You know but the Raiders didn't draft him top five, so it doesn't it doesn't matter. Okay, he can be a, a situational player, you know. Yeah, that's fine. All right. So linebacker. Linebacker. This right. is where it starts to get interesting. I All right. Say. So yeah, Corey Littleton, uh, D- D- uh, Divine Diablo, Nick Kowalkowski, Nicholas Morrow, Tanner Muse, and Javin White. That's seven linebackers. Yeah. That's a boatload of linebackers. Okay. Uh, six. Six linebackers. Okay. Yeah, six. Uh-huh. It's still that's a, that's still a, a hefty amount when there's only two on the field 
on the field at a time in nickel, right? Mm-hmm. I think what all that means is, oh, I'm thinking seven because Denzel Perriman hasn't been um, yep, that's announced true. yet. That's and true. it's it, there's a it, this is a 52 man roster. There isn't a 53rd person, so most people are saying most beat writers are saying Perryman. That's going to be the guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, it's Morrow and Javin White. They're going to go on some kind of list if it's yep. PUP or IR or partial season IR. One of these guys is going to go on a an exempt list that gives the Raiders a couple of roster spots back, right? So yep. that's two roster openings then that are going to happen. And maybe that means one of the, with one of those they use on um, a tackle or maybe Derek carrier, or maybe, you know, some, something else, but so we'll see about that. Um, but, and then because Kwiatkowski is the only inside linebacker there left on the active roster, the rest of these guys are outside linebackers. Yeah. Or Littleton, Tanner Muse, divine Diablo, you know, Divine Diablo, he had a rough game, I would say, taking on blockers. He cannot play inside line, middle linebacker, you know, like you <laughs> no, got to be able to take on blockers doing that. So that's why Perryman is there because Kwiatkowski, he's another guy. He gets banged up a lot. He already mm. got banged up, you know, so you need someone like Perryman to at least play Mike for you in a pinch. Um, I, I, uh, so, yeah, so – but definitely two of those guys, Morrow and Javin White, they're going to go on some kind of list. And, you know, we might not see them for a long time or the whole season, so we'll see. Yeah, I think it's uh, interesting that, you know, they brought in all these uh, new linebackers. Nicholas Morrow, you know, started to, you know, take the reins, and then he ended up getting hurt. And now we're right back to Corey Littleton and Nick Kawakowski. So that's probably going to be the, the two linebackers playing the most on week one. I mean, they're probably going to be, you know, the, the same lineup that we expected last year. We're going to be seeing from the linebacker and they're both, you know, highly paid guys. You know, they brought they brought them in to, to make plays. And I think it's time that, you know, maybe we see something. And maybe if Kyle Kowski can, can be healthy, um, he can look like he kind of looked week one against the Panthers and then kind of solidify the position. And hopefully Corey Littleton looks like Corey Littleton back in 2019. That's what we're all hoping for, right? So yeah. if uh, we're, we're right back there and if those guys can come in there and solidify the position, I think they can, uh, um, you know, maybe – Morrow comes back, it's not as big as a blow, and they can still just rotate those three guys. Um, but it's interesting that we're, we're right back to last year with those two. The two guys are going to start week one. Is the two guys started week one in 2020. So New scheme, though. So yeah, we yeah, yeah, probably see some yeah. different results. Yeah. Something's got to get. Exactly. But I, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing or, or a good thing. It's just interesting. I just thought it's interesting that we're back to that point. Because, you know, they brought in all these new linebackers to kind of – because Kawakowski, you know, he's injured. And now he gets a shot again, right? So, well, let's see what he does. I think that outside of Kwiatkowski, like, Morrow had a just – he had a great year, honestly. Like, yeah. being like – like, I'm not saying that because I'm like a Raiders fan, okay? He had yeah. a great year. And – but Kwiatkowski had a – he had a really solid year. He's not like – he's not like bad just because Morrow is, is good. You know, yeah. like I don't think it's going to be like that much of a drop off, you know, it might not be like as much of an impact, but he's not going to be like out there, like messing up or something like that. He'll be fine. Yeah. 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 100%. Um, okay. So let's go on to safeties. Okay. okay. Some surprises. Okay. I know that Raiders fans um, seem to be a little upset because Carl Joseph got cut. Look, 
when I first got on Twitter, okay, I didn't even show my face. I had a Carl Joseph picture as my little profile pic. Okay. So okay. I'm, I'm a big Carl Joseph fan. All right. But to be a backup safety, making over a million dollars when if everything goes right, you're not even going to see the field except for special teams. I think that the Raiders just kind of thought, you know what, we could probably, you know, save a little money and bring along some of these young guys, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's Abram and Morig, or Merig, I should say, as the starters. And then Tyree Gillespie, which he was he was a draft pick, so that's not – shouldn't be surprising. But then now the surprise is Roderick Teamer makes the uh, final roster as a safety, mm-hmm. you know. Um Teamer, um, I was told by my producer before the show started. Um, Marcus Johnson is a producer, by the way, of this show. Um, <laughs> uh, that Roderick Teamer actually, and I didn't, I wasn't even aware of this. Roderick Teamer played for Gus Bradley already in, um, in the, with the Chargers. So, he, he, you know, he had a leg up on a lot of these guys because he already knew the scheme. Uh, he might, I think he might've been on injury reserve or something like, like that last year. And then there were some plays this preseason where he kind of, you know, he kind of showed up, you know? Um, so he did, he definitely didn't have a bad preseason, but I think the, the kicker here. Okay. When you got Carl Joseph, he's a box safety only. Right. And I think you want some guys who are your backup safeties to be able to play either spots and Roderick Timor did play in the post as a free safety exclusively this last week. Um, so I think that that's something that they looked at. Tyreek Gillespie has also played deep in the post in college. He was a free safety. So there, there's some fle- position flexibility now with the backups that, you know, perhaps one of these guys could play either spot. And I think that that's kind of what made the determination as well for the safety position. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, the teamer is the big surprise. Um, I guess he was the one that started the fight, the special teams fight. So maybe he's a he's a, a dog on special teams, and maybe that's kind of how he snuck on this team. You know, you know, we, we didn't have the special teams all twenty two. You might you might have saw this coming, BD, if you, if you were watching the special. If teams I if I had man, I got I gotta you know <laughs> you may you might you might you might have been you might have been you might have been able to see this ahead of time uh, because I, I think that's how he made the team. I think that he outplayed down eleven on special teams, and I think he's younger. And he's probably faster. Probably moves a little better. Bigger and he's faster. Yeah, yeah for sure. And he, and he plays a little better, right? He's, he's, he outplayed him in preseason too. So yeah. he, he plays prep special teams and he outplayed Don Levin, right? So he... Roderick Teamer started the special teams fight, huh? Yeah, that's the one who started the special teams fight. So Where, where else are you going to get this information? You know, Raider Nation? Look at this. Look at... Our, my producer is telling me right now Roderick Teamer, in fact, was the one... <laughs> Who started the special teams fight? Look, yeah, like you're saying, he's probably a dog. He's probably crazy. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, like that's what you want on special teams, especially because if the season goes right, Roger Teamer is not coming out on first through third down. He's only coming out on the field on fourth down uh, and to field some, you know, kickoffs or, you know, something like that. So if the season goes right, yes, that's what, that's what this spot is all about. If the season goes right, Carl Joseph, is he a special teams player? Right. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's, that's why they cut him, you know, he's not a special teams player. And honestly, if, if that was going to be his role, who knows, maybe Carl Joseph asked to be released, who knows, you know, cause 
I'm sure he doesn't want to just play special teams. Yeah. Um, so yeah, special teams, that's how you make the team, especially, uh, you know, at the safety, these back, these, these linebackers, you know, we talked about, um, some of the linebackers, but I didn't talk about their spot on special teams. I mean, Tanner Muse is going to be on special teams. Devon Diablo is going to be on special teams, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's how you make this team. Uh, All for right. sure. All right. So let's, let's get to corner. And then I got a question for you after on the back end. All right. Cool. All right. So, um, so we get to corner, uh, we got Damon Arnett, Casey Hayward, Nate Hobbs, Trayvon Mullen, Keyshawn Nixon, and Amick Robertson. Amik said Amick. Amik Robertson. Jesus. Seven. Seven corners. Did I count that right? Arnett, Hayward, Hobbs, Mullen, Nixon, Robertson. Six corners. Okay, my count has been off this entire time. People are going to be like, wow, BD can't count. Um, okay, so... Nixon, I've I'm hearing from a couple people. People are DMing me that Nixon is injured. Did you did you ever hear about that? Uh, he is injured. Yes. Okay, so shows goes to show I never checked the team website. Honestly, I'm too busy grinding tape. Okay, I don't know anything about these guys except when their number and if they can play well. <laughs> um, that's 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 why that's why I need a great producer like you to do this. Um, <laughs> But so Nixon is hurt. It's not, so there's a good chance that he goes straight to PUP list or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, with Nevin Lawson kind of waiting in the wings, you know, also he's on the suspended uh, exemption list. They got some guys here that I think can play some special teams, can be gunners on kick. You know, we see we'll see if Hobbs does something like that. Mm-hmm. We'll see if Amik Robertson continues to develop. I saw some better special teams reps on the broadcast from Amik Robertson, but I don't have the special teams all 22. So I can't confirm if he actually has improved, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we knew our net was going to do. He was a first round pick last year. Mullen, he's been their best corner. Hayward high profile corner. Yeah. We knew those guys were going to make it. The, the, the back of the roster is a lot about, you know, playing situational football and playing special teams. The surprise, I guess for some people was Isaiah Johnson. Yeah. Getting cut. And he just had a bad game, like straight up. Like he came back from injury. Yeah, he looked awful. He looked awful. He, he probably the worst he's ever looked in the mm-hmm. NFL this last year. Learning a new scheme. I always talked about how he struggled in the zone. And I think that there was like definitely some glimpses of that in this last game. Yeah. But I still I think that they're gonna there's gonna be a little bit of the of the single high cover one teams that get into cover two where they're where they're asked their corners to just reroute and play the short stuff. Okay. Colts, Vikings are are teams that like to do that a lot. There could be some competition for Isaiah Johnson because the talent is like all the way up there. It's just not great, consistent technique and fundamentals of football. You know, so he's, he's still a project. Yeah. And he's always hurt. So there's that too. <laughs> That's true. That is true. All right. So we got all these corners, right? Um, I, I don't think Sean is that hurt, though. I don't know if he's going to go out. I, I think we're assuming a lot of these guys are going to go on IR that are hurt, but, like, we don't know the severity of their injuries because, you know, Burden, like I said, the KGB Raiders, so they really don't tell us too much right now. We, I mean, we don't know how the severity of any of these injuries, so we don't know who's going on IR. I mean, this is kind of just – Okay, yeah. So all these guys that I said could go on IR. I'm just spitballing here. Someone is, though. We know. We know someone is. Some, someone is, but, I, you know, I, I think, like, like Keyshawn Nixon, when he, I don't think his injury is that serious. Because I, I don't think he's going on IR. I think he okay. just might be injured. 
You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that. Yeah. Like, I honestly don't know. I, people were just like, he's hurt. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, because that's, that's, I mean, all the beat writers are saying it too. All the beat writers are saying that, you know, oh, this guy's going to IR. Every single body that's hurt is going to IR. So it's going to be like eight spots open. And I don't know that, that I don't know if that's going to be even the expectation there, right? Because, I mean, we're going to find out the severity of these injuries pretty soon because they're going to have to. They can't, they can't, you know, be a college football team anymore or, you know, whatever they're trying to be. So, right. Um, now they gotta let us know, but I think Nixon just made this team. I don't like, I don't like, he, you know, he made the team for sure, but I don't think he's going to be out long enough for like, they're going to be able to like bring somebody else in and like put him away. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think this is the quarterback group. I think this is it. Yeah. He, I mean, Nixon was taking, um, you know, reps before like Russell Douglas was and, you know, before Amik Robertson got in the game, I think that they do like him, you know? Even if Raider Nation hates him, okay. yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of a micro, of uh, Keyshawn Nixon though. They yeah. they all know and they and they hate it. They hate that I'm a, a Keyshawn Nixon fan, but I don't care. Look, <laughs> I can appreciate great Gunner play. Okay, you appreciate a great Gunner, bro. It's just, it's, yeah. it's, 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 I, I can. I really can. Yeah, you know. What I'm saying? So anything else? Anything else? Uh, I, 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 just, I just have an interesting question for you. I, I just think keeping four safeties and how many linebackers we got? One, two, three, four, five, six linebackers. Interesting. So Seven I got, if you can, Denzel Perriman. Okay, right. I got a question. Do you think they'll right. play some more? Like, could, could you see them? This is crazy. This is crazy. Using like Diablo and Muse as depth for safety, like this is just me. I'm just spitballing. Oh, I see what you're saying. I, uh, no, I do not see that. Okay. Um, I I think that closer to what is more likely though is that Corey Littleton has almost like a strong safety skill set. Okay. Okay. So playing lots of base when you have a weak side linebacker who is you know closer to a strong safety than he is a linebacker if we're being completely honest about Corey Littleton. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think gives you more flexibility to be in more base looks, you know, um, more than at least they have been in the past. And, you know, that might be one of the reasons why they have so many linebackers right now is because they're anticipating being in a lot of base and they have been in a lot of base all preseason. Okay. So, you know, I think that that is something to consider and, you know, Hey, who knows? We'll see. There's a lot of teams playing like the money ball approach. Browns are one of them. Titans are another one where it's like all these teams have, you know, all these DBs and no actual real linebackers on their roster, you know, and uh, we can just run the ball down their throat all game. So there, there might be some anticipation that, you know, the Broncos might be, you know, a heavy run team and they got to, you know, play, play in the division or some teams on their schedule might be heavy run teams and they're having to, uh, going to be or anticipating being in a lot of base early on in the year, so that might be a reason too. Maybe good point. All right, uh, and we just showed Nick Bowers and we love man sneaking on this team being Derek Carrier. I don't think we just show him that too much love. Yeah, we just talked about Derek Carrier. So Nick Bowers, say say something uh, before we sign off. Talk, talk uh, about uh, really quick. Uh, I mean, I should have known that he was going to make the team because he ran a he ran a a, look, a choice looking route. On Sunday, Not that that you should have known right when you saw that. Yeah, I, 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 when I, I saw the running back go out uh, to the left, right, I'm like, oh, yep. is it? Is this? Is this three seventy seventy two x? Is this the looking? And he right. ran that choice route, bro, and scored a touchdown. He made the right read on it. I was like, oh, oh. 
That's it. That. I should have known he was to make that team. Shout out <laughs> Nick Bowers. Yeah, Marcus sorry. is officially a Nick Bowers fan. Okay. Yeah. yeah you know. um, he can appreciate great choice. Lucky routes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I appreciate the guy who makes the right. So he, he made it. Uh, we read it perfectly for right. Peter Man. you know, shook the guy a little bit, give a little, you know, out route, broke a tackle touchdown. There you go. That team on that play. You know, I think there you go. John was like, you know what? I might go 13 all year. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was a great, that was a great play. All right. Anyway. All right. Um, shout out uh, to all, all the Raider Nation who have tuned in, who keep on tuning in and supporting us. We really appreciate you guys um, each and every week coming and watching the tape. Don't lie. Listening to the tape. Don't lie. You can find it anywhere. You can find your podcasts. Uh, so we really appreciate that. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter. My name is BD Williams. I am BD Williams 18 on Twitter. I'm the defense guy. You can follow Marcus at the Mark John NFL. Uh, make sure you get at us. Make sure you visit our gear shop, buy a shirt. Make sure you go to Manscaped and enter TDL promo code and keep on supporting the show. That's it, Raider Nation. We out.